You're listening to the Grace Covenant Statesville audio podcast. Today is uh, week four in the series. We're, we're looking at essentials. And uh, remember that was one of the first things when everything shut down is every, everyone stay home except if you were an essential person, which was you're like, really? So it kind of felt a little in, you know, bad that I was deemed unessential or non-essential. And, you know, but, but that's kind of what we're all having to deal with. And, but so in this time of uncertainty, of un- upheaval and all kinds of tumultuous things happening within our culture at large and just broadly, how are we supposed to think? How are we supposed to, as Christ followers, what does that mean to us? And so we've taken some of our cues from the early church in the book of Acts. Now, just after Jesus died, he resurrected and then he was with his, his apostles and followers for a few days and then he left. That point in time afterwards was very, very uncertain. I mean, they were still, the, the religious leaders that killed Jesus were still out there. And they still, potentially, the lives of the apostles were still at risk. And their government, they, they didn't have their own government. They were under Roman rule. And there's a lot of things that made, it un, that made life very difficult and very challenging um, for them. But what we see happen, a couple of things. One is that within the early church that the Holy Spirit came out. And, and you see that in Acts chapter 2, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came over all the people, and we're benefits of that, or beneficiaries of that even today. And so that was the first essential we looked at a few weeks ago, the, just the essentialness of the, the Holy Spirit and activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Then we see that in Acts uh, 2, in verse 42, it says that they devoted themselves um, to the apostles' teaching, which is what we looked at two weeks ago, the apostles' teaching, which for us is the Word of God. Um, so they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, which is what we looked at last week, this idea of koinonia. It's not just hanging out, you know, watching a game or, you know, um, playing a, a cornhole in the backyard. There's this idea of, of relationship where there's some depth, there's, there's some trust, and there's an exchange of life and sharing life together, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's what we looked at last week is about what they began to experience. And then to the breaking of bread, um, We've got that one down, so we're not going to talk about that one. The idea of eating, sharing food, that we're good with that one. But then the last thing says, and they devoted themselves to prayer, which is what we're going to spend some time today. So actually, when it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer, and then it says that everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word and for what we see in the early church, uh, what we see in the book of Acts, and how they lived their lives in times of uncertainty, and the things that were important to them, and what we see happen because of that. And so, Lord, our desire is that we would see that type of life within us as well. And so, it's in Jesus' name we, we pray. In these next few minutes, give us insight to see and understand. In Jesus' name, amen. So clearly there was something special happening. The, the early church, the, in that point in time, something really special was going on. And um, literally, the history of the world was changed because of what was happening in that group of people. You ever think about that? 
the, the history of the world changed because of what happened with that group of people. That's amazing when you think about this, the, the extent and what happened simply because of the way they lived their life day in and day out. The, the, their lives weren't full of all these great stories and miracles. There was a lot of days. In fact, there's probably more days than that where it's just routine life. But in the midst of that, they were sharing life and sharing who they were and sharing Christ with one another and great things began to happen. So that's the idea behind this series is that if the word and fellowship and prayer were so essential to Christ's followers in the early church, in the early times of the church, the beginning of the church, when there's so much uncertainty and upheaval, that they should be essential for us today. And so that's the idea, what we're looking at. Now, so the question is, we're looking at prayer today, why should prayer be essential in our lives? Now, there is no way in 15 minutes I'm going to be able to talk about all that we can talk about when it comes to prayer. So this is just kind of a 30,000-foot snapshot of, of what, we, and what might, you know, we're going to hit a few points. Um, but what I want to do, hopefully, in the midst of our time today, just convince you with the idea, if you walk out here with this idea that prayer is important, if you're convinced of that, it's a win. So that's what we're trying to convince you of today here. Um, so why is it important? A few things. One, Jesus directed us to pray. In uh, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, when you pray, and then he goes on to say a few things. He didn't say if you pray or sometime if you feel like it. He said, when you pray, this is what you need to do. Jesus assumed that prayer would be a standard practice in our life. So that's one. Jesus told us to pray. So when you think, why should we be praying? Because that's, we're Christ followers because of, of Christ. And this is, this is his expectation for us. Another reason why we should pray is that prayer provides direct access to God. It provides direct access to God. We don't need an intermediary. We don't need to, um, I know sometimes within the, the, the Catholic realm where you, you, there's sometimes, I know Catholics, priests wouldn't say this, but there's sometimes the understanding that you have to actually go to a priest to talk to God on your behalf. That's, that's, that's not the way it needs to be. And that's one of the things that we, we understand is that we have direct access to God simply through the means of prayer. Matthew chapter 6 also says that when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, through prayer, we have the opportunity to experience the love and the care of our Heavenly Father. Through prayer, we're able to offer our deepest struggles and feelings. So we receive from him, but we're also able to share and give ourselves to him. So another reason why prayer is essential is that prayer expresses our dependency on God. In uh, Mark chapter 9, there's a story of a young boy who is uh, possessed by a demon. And the apostles are trying to pray, or, or I'm sorry, they're trying to cast this demon out and they can't do it. And they call Jesus over and they said, hey, you know, we're stuck. We can't get this. And Jesus cast the demon out of the boy. And afterwards, they're like, how did you do that? And, you know, what, what, why couldn't we do that? And so this kind of spirit comes out only by prayer. Some translations say, and fasting. But this spirit comes out only by prayer. Some things are spiritually locked and can only be unlocked through prayer. With prayer, the impossible becomes possible. 
And that's by the, our dependency upon God, our interaction, our conversing, our sharing our thoughts and emotions with Him is the way that that happens. Fourth, prayer provides an opportunity to exercise our faith. James 5, we read that, and, and basically throughout this passage in the, in the fifth chapter of James, um, prayer changes things. Prayer makes a difference. Prayer offered in faith opens the door for healing, and prayer offered in faith opens the way for forgiveness. So there are four reasons why prayer is important for us today, is that Jesus directed us to pray, provides direct access to God, it expresses our dependency on God, and provides an opportunity to exercise our faith. Now, I thought, um, ra uh, one of, rather than me uh, talking, I thought it'd be good to have actually someone else share a little bit of their thoughts. I've asked Dave, uh, well, if he'd come, and I've got a couple questions for him. Um, it's funny, we were talking, I said, you know what, people expect the pastor to talk about prayer. That's just kind of our, you know, that's kind of you know, what we're expected to be able to do. Um, but I thought it'd be good for us to hear from someone, from one of you, um, what prayer looks like and what it might be and how it affects your life. Um, I also need to point out that uh, Dave and Jane just celebrated 50-year anniversary this past year. So if you want, you want to, I'll stay away. If you want to come up here, I'll keep our distance. But that way people can see you. There is a little bit more light. And okay. Am I on? There you go. There you go. So uh, congratulations on 50 years, by the way. I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed she put up with you this long. I know. I just really am. I'm amazed. So, <laughs> that's really good. So... As we've gotten to know each other, I know that prayer is a significant part of your life. Um, but I suspect you didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, I, this is, how did that happen? How did, how did that emerge? What did that look like for you? Well, first, let me say, I'm not putting myself up here as some great example. I think he picked me because I'm old. I figured I'd have a lot of experience. <laughs> but um, the key word for me is intentionality. Um, several years ago, I just came to a point where I was convicted that my devotional life wasn't what it needed to be. It was sporadic. It wasn't an everyday get in there and get it done. So, uh, but we know that good intentions don't always win the day. So coupled with that has to be perseverance. So you start out with good intentions. So I made that decision. I said, I've got to press in. But it wasn't always easy. So perseverance coupled with that, then it became a habit. Um, so, but let me, I want to define something a little better. And when I say prayer, to me that really means my time with God. Good. So that includes praise, worship, just listening. And sometimes it's declaring and agreeing with his word. So for you, prayer is just, it's a conversation with God, and it includes a number of different aspects or elements within that. Correct. And that's why I want people to get that idea that, oh, okay, I've got to go into my prayer closet, and I've got to have 10 minutes of petitions for my friends and family, and okay, I prayed. No, you, you prayed, you petitioned, but you didn't really spend time with God. And that's the difference. You need to worship. You need to praise. Um, and sometimes when you don't feel like it, I don't feel like praying. 
Well, then praise and worship, and many times that will unlock it, and then you will press in and you will hear from God. So, are, are there times where, in, and I'll stick in the past, I won't put you on the spot like today, but in the past, um, where you walk and said, you know, I just, I'm just not, this isn't, I'm not either up to it or, or probably this way, you know what, I probably should do it, so I'm just going to put it in my, I'm going to do it for 10 minutes, and you kind of do it, and you realize after you're done, you don't even remember what you said. Do you go through times like that, that, and how do you deal with that then? Um, <clears throat> that happens infrequently, I will say. Good. It used to be more frequent. Um, but <clears throat> I will say if I don't do that devotional time, which has become so integrated into my pattern every day, it's unsettling. It just doesn't feel right. And that's because you've developed a habit or pattern, and so you, it, when you disrupt that, you feel it. Right, but it, it becomes not just checking off the box. Oh, I got it done. I did my prayers. I did my devotions. No, I, I spend time with God, so I'm ready for the day. Okay, so it's more than just brushing your teeth then and uh, getting I was going to bring that analogy so. <laughs> up. Okay, because I, I have a punch list. I, I have an agenda, weekly, monthly, daily. I like to check it off. This is what I have to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I don't put brush my teeth on that list. I don't put eat lunch on that list. I don't put devotional time on that list. Okay. It, it's just what you do. And that's something, though, that you, you didn't just wake up and just say, oh, this is it. You, this developed over time and years. Correct. Developed I mean, that. that's where that intentionality, you say, I've got to do this. And then you persevere. Even when it's dry, it doesn't feel, you persevere. So what are some ways your life has changed through prayer? Well, there's no doubt the more time you spend with the Lord, you become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Um, your conviction of sin is deeper. Things that you didn't give thought to that much, now you think about, oh, wait a minute. No, that's not right. Um, so you're less compromising in everything you do. You it just becomes part of your thinking process. You, you're just more sensitive. Um, and a big thing for me is strength in trials. Um, probably the last 10 years of my life, I've, I've had more trials. Really tough. And I think if I hadn't persevered in that prayer, I would not have been up to the trials. I couldn't have done it. So it's interesting because sometimes people hit a rough patch in life or they hit a difficult season or tragic, whatever, and they actually will turn away from God. They said, all right, if this is what's going to happen to me, I don't want anything. But you actually went the other direction. You actually figured, all right, if things got rough, I actually need to be praying, be more intentional about my prayer time, not less intentional about that. Correct. Definitely. Um, And one of the questions I ask myself in that process I try to stop and ask myself this. Sometimes the answer is not right. But I say, am I more Christ-like today than I was yesterday, last year, or five years ago? Um, and if you're not intentional, you don't persevere and press in, right? the answer to that is going to be, mm, no, I'm not. Right. So what would you say to someone here today if they're saying, you know what, I pray, but I'm, I'm sporadic, or maybe it's just very infrequent. What would you say to encourage them? Well, first question I would ask you, 
would you neglect feeding your physical body? Um, we know that proper nutrition builds immunity and gives us strength for our daily activity. So tomorrow morning, would you say, oh, I'm not going to eat today. I don't feel like it. I don't want to feed my body. Um, well, you know you're going to feed your body. You have to feed your body. You won't have the strength. You won't have the proper nutrition to do the things you need to do. So it's just natural. So then my question would be, if the spirit man is eternal, why would you neglect proper spiritual nourishment? If that's who you really are, is a spiritual being. And that's your eternity, not this vapor, this life that passes away so quickly. Um, why in the world would we not nourish our spiritual bodies? Um, I got one last thing. Just to say why I think this is so important today is you should be able to sense that we are in a time of increasing spiritual warfare. Everything that's going on in the world out there. I mean, if you think there's not demonic activity going on, you need to get your spiritual senses awakened. Um, so if we're in for a spiritual battle, will you be equipped for the fight? Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. So as the disciples were following Jesus around, um, they had a lot of conversations. There's very few things they asked him, like, hey, how do you do that? But we do see in Scripture where they very clearly asked him, Jesus, teach us how to pray. They saw that Jesus had a very unique prayer life and had a very unique relationship with our Heavenly Father. And he said, we want that as well. Teach us how to pray. And he did. And we have what we now have today is known as the, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so I thought it would be actually quite uh, be good for us to, to say it together. Um, so on the screen, you're going to see the words. Um, let me warn you, this is not the King James Version that some of you memorized back in the day. There may be a few words in here that aren't to your liking. Take a breath. You'll be okay. It's funny how we break tradition sometimes. Um, um, so let's go. Ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We literally could spend weeks breaking that prayer apart. That's right. Let's talk about this. What does this mean? But I think it's interesting that this is the one thing that Jesus was intentional about teaching his disciples. The one thing they were intentional about learning uh, from Jesus. I love there's a quote uh, by um, Jack Hayford, part of our movement. <clears throat> he said, prayer is praising and worshiping God for who he is. This takes focus off of ourselves and places it on him. It positions him first in our hearts and allows him full access to our lives. I love that. I just think that's really good. Lastly then, so we've given you four reasons why prayer is important. Last one is that prayer is the gateway to worship. Prayer acknowledges the greatness of God. Prayer acknowledges the holiness of God. 
And prayer acknowledges the price that is paid for our salvation. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.